Hello, everyone. It's another episode of Tinseltown Tea. Yes, I'm your girl, Judith. And I'm Corey, drinking this strong-ass okay. Manhattan. Shout out to Brendan. He made us this wonderful Manhattan. And <coughs> yep. Ooh. It is strong as hell. <laughs> so that means it's working. We just need one drink. Yeah. I need just, ha- one. just one eighth of it. Okay. I'm ready. We had to put in to a little dance Dr. On the table. Pepper. Um, with, to his suggestion, because he knows the flavors and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was delicious. Delightful. Mm-mm-mm. But you know how we do. We start off with a would you rather. Yes, we do. And usually it involves pooping, peeing, mm-hmm. defecating, Vomits, all not... the things. So, yeah, I came up off the dome with this one. Oh, okay. And, this is a Judith well, original. It is a Judith original, but a uh, uh, shout out to my one of my favorite comedians, her name is Ali Wong, and she has a bit in one of her specials on Netflix about how, basically, uh, while being pregnant, um, the reason why she breastfed was not because it was some joyous occasion of motherhood, is that it is free food for the child because mm. money, you know, food, it's expensive. Yeah. And then she had a, a part of the joke where she was like, if your, hus- if your husband pooped out burgers every day, you say, hey, this is what's for dinner. You know, mm-hmm. you save that money. Now, mm. that's crazy disgusting. But. Okay, context. We're going we're to we're go there. <laughs> context. So, would you rather perp, 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 would you rather poop out burgers or mm. throw up spaghetti? Um, I hate throwing up. So, mm. a bitch will just poop out burgers. <laughs> Because yeah. I'm thinking of burgers or spaghetti, I actually would rather eat burgers more than yeah. spaghetti. Yeah, I agree. Um, just because, like, yeah, yeah. And I hate throwing up. Like, I try yeah. very hard not to vomit. Yeah. So. It could be painful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Pooping out the burps. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with pooping out the burgers. Um, also, usually, like, unless you're in a diarrhea situation. <laughs> um <laughs> You can. Yikes. But I mean, eh, I mean, it's mostly relieving. It's supposed to be relieving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it feels good. And then you're like, oh, juicy burger. Yeah. <laughs> Here's dinner. <laughs> and the cycle continues. Yes. Disgusting. That's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all right. Yeah. Well, all right. Tinsel mm-hmm. Town Tea has begun. Yeah. As usual. Can't start without defecation. That's right, people. So let's get into it. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll get into our No Better, Do Better. Let go, let go. Um, I will go ahead and start with mine. Mm-hmm. So my No Better, Do Better is the very basic screenwriting tip, which is show, don't tell. Mm, perfect. Um, Yeah. You're writing for a visual medium. You're not mm-hmm. writing a book. So if you're writing a novel, then you need to do the most. Okay? Mm-hmm. You need to describe everything. You need to paint that picture for me. But since you're writing for something that you're actually going to see, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to do the most in yeah. your script. Yeah. So, um, well, you don't have to you don't have to tell everything yeah. that you're going to do. Like, your characters don't need to be like saying exactly what they're feeling because yeah. people aren't like that. Right. You need to just be able to kind of show what's going on mm-hmm. in that scene mm-hmm. with those characters um, through just, you know, a little bit of action. Yeah. A little bit of description, not too mm-hmm. much. Yeah. So um, I think Zuzu said this too. Like mm-hmm. when she was talking, if 
you know, you have two characters in a scene and one of them needs to be quiet. Instead of saying, you put it, you have your character say like, be quiet. Mm-hmm. They can just lightly put their hand over that character's right. hand right. or just something like that. So basically, you know, when you're writing, you need to be thinking about it in a visual way. Right. Instead of thinking about it like in a, a wordy way. Yeah. I don't even know if that makes sense, but no, that makes complete sense because that's what screenwriting is. Yeah. We're not, this isn't a novel, so just don't do the most, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah. Yeah. To show us, not tell us. No, that's perfect. Yeah. I completely agree. I think I made a lot of that. Like I would like, instead of like in the dialogue, I would use the dialogue to help with description when it's like, Mm -hmm. you have the description there. So you have like, Instead of saying, I'm walking to the park with my friend. We're walking together. And, like, nobody talks like that. Yeah. You just walk in a park. Exactly. Like, you know, you don't have to give the whole story in a dialogue. It can be subtle. It can be nuanced. And, yeah. It's a great tip. Don't forget it, y'all. Yeah. Um, my never... <laughs> my no better do better um, is just um, everything in due time. Um, and I say this because I get frustrated. The writing process is a time-consuming process. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing, again, like Zuzu dropped on us uh, a couple weeks back, like you have to be willing to spend time with yourself. And um, I know with me, I can get impatient. I want the project to be done. Yes. I want to check that off my list. I just want to be there already. I don't want to do all the this real. process stuff. I just want it done. And that's not how that works, right? You have to, it's good that you outline. You have to build your characters. You have to do a story arc. Depending on your series, it's good to plan a whole series arc so you understand yes. where your characters are going. And for me, I'm one of those people that's like, it's still not done yet. And yes. I, I keep thinking, like, I'm not going fast enough, but actually I'm going at the right pace because I am developing those characters. Um, so, yeah, and it's not an excuse to not give ourselves achievable deadlines. It's not an excuse to... Corey just made this beautiful face of how strong <laughs> the drink is, poor thing. God damn! <laughs> Woo! But, yeah, it's not an excuse to kind of allow ourselves time to procrastinate. It's in saying that to say that, you know, it's okay to take your time in building what you are trying to create. And it's important that you spend that time knowing your characters, knowing the plot, Mm -hmm. knowing the... Because now television is so good that people can suss out the bullshit and people Mm -hmm. can suss out what's good. Yes. And a lot of people... I mean, you can get all the streaming device, uh, all the streaming platforms, all the cable platforms, all the YouTube, all the Facebook, all the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many things that in order for it to stand out, your your writing has to really be on point. And the only way it can be like that is if we make time um, with those characters and build that muscle. And, you know, when we're all, because I know we all with the goal of being in the writer's room, when we all yes. there, yes. we're going to be able to bang that out quickly and do it all yes, fast and blah da da but till then we need to really take our time so everything in due time um and that's important very true rome was not built in a motherfucking day nope so your screenplay will not be built in a motherfucking day Mm-mm. so everything that judah said is correct <laughs> take your time take your sweet precious time yep but don't take too damn long okay it's about us put some put some uh care into yes. your work is basically Mm-hmm. what we're trying to say yep and with that we'll be back right back
We're back, y'all. Yes, we are. Yes, and it is time for the news. Um, I'm going to be leading it off this week. And, you know, we always go into uh, Shadow and Act for our, um, n- you know, black and brown news of what's happening in entertainment. Who else? They do it so well. Um, so if a lot of y'all are coming off this past weekend. I know I saw it. Bad Boys for Life Blast Past Estimate with a huge number one debut, according to Look Shadow and Act. And yeah, it debuted at number one at the box office. Not surprised because it's such a huge franchise. It's kind of legendary yep. and like, you know, in the film space. Um, it's, you know, surpassing the 60 to 70 million dollar estimates the wow. film came in at a uh, 73.4 million for the 4-day MLK weekend. Well, dang. Okay. And according to Shadow and Act, it's the second biggest film opening ever for the MLK weekend. Wow. Marketing is everything out here. So, of course, if hmm. you guys are unfamiliar, starring Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, this time they have Vanessa Hudgens in it. They had a young man by the name of uh, Alexander uh Ludwig. Is he a I feel like He's a musician, Ludwig. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Charles uh, Melton. Oh, fine. Um, yeah, they. Yeah, yeah, they made sure of that. Uh, Paula <laughs> Nunes, uh, Kate De Castello, Nikki Jam, and uh, Joe Pantol- Pantolano. Please forgive me. Please. Um, yes, but yeah, congratulations hmm. to you guys. A wonderful opening debut. I thought the movie was okay, but I say go and support. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna see it because I love me some bad boys. Yes, but just from the trailers, it just looked like there wasn't enough black folks in it. Mm. Like, I mean, I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's actually it's actually a diverse cast. Now that I think about it, Um, ranging from there was a fine. I think I don't know. I think he was Asian. Charles Melton. Sure, he was fine. I yeah, was like, that's who, that's hey, it was fun. Hey, mm. but yeah, I was. I saw from the little trailers. I saw. I saw obviously Will and Martin, and then mm-hmm. the little the young people that crew that they had. Yeah, with them. yeah. There was there any black people in that crew? Not in that crew. Um, they okay. had of course Martin's daughter who spoiler I guess gets married in the movie. Oh, you see cute. that. Um, and. Yeah, there's uh, a Hispanic overtone, just like in Bad Boys 2 where they had like the Haitian cartel, which bad Haitian accents, I must say. <laughs> it was awful. I was like, I don't know Haitian Creole, but I know my people and we do not sound like that. I couldn't get real Haitians for that. I, I was, was like, like guys, in Miami, what are we talking about? Like, Right? Like that's what? where... That's where my zoes be. I mean, like, suck I was like, what is happening? But... Anyways, so yeah, I thought it, I, it, it was it's a fun movie to watch that comes out over the weekend if you love the franchise. It was there are parts that are super funny. There were parts where I was just like, okay, guys, we didn't even try at this part, but okay, we're gonna <laughs> hey, look over it. Bad boys for life, you know. Um, so yeah, check it out. It was yeah. number one. Glad it's successful, and yeah. they left some room for another one for sure to come out, That's and good. I won't be surprised. Make, get them coins, cause look, 
Hey. You're gonna get my coin. Okay. Regardless. Mm. Next in the news, um, Monique finally gets her comedy special. Yes, girl. Well deserved. Yes. Um, it's gonna be set at Showtime, and uh, they they're calling it Monique and Friends live from Atlanta. So I'm glad she's gonna be putting on uh putting on some of her other comedian friends, but yeah, she'll ho- she'll host her first stand up special in ten years, and she presents crazy okay, and it'll be uh, February seventh at ten p.m. on Showtime. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Shadow and Act, the long the hour long special was filmed at Atlanta's Variety Playhouse and features longtime comedian uh, Donnell Rollins, best known for his work on The Chappelle Show. Oh, I remember him. Um. Oh, excuse me. Um, and then new comedians such as Prince T Dub. Excuse me, Prince T Dub. Yep. Prince T Dub. Yep. Okay. Tone X, uh, Corey mm. Bell, and Just Ness. So yeah, check it out. Okay. Go to Shadow and Act. They have a, a clip of the trailer. I'm glad that she got this. I don't know what it means for the Netflix situation because I know that she's there was a lawsuit. I think involved with them. Um, I think Showtime is just like they're doing what Netflix should have done. Yeah. That's why they did it. Yeah. And I appreciate them. Yeah, definitely appreciate them. Sure I'm they gave her the right amount of coin. I mean, she it's not like she does not deserve, like, she, she's yeah. been booked and busy for a long time. She has many, 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 many specials dating before Netflix. Like, exactly. She, her, she had her own she's a, show. She won an Oscar. Yeah. Like, guys. For her dramatic work. Yeah, like, what are we... Why are we acting like she doesn't deserve? Like, she does. (laughs) Who's gonna love me? Right. Oh, that was so creepy. Uh, But she did that. Oh, my gosh. She did that. But, yeah, congratulations to her, and and I'm glad that she's putting on her other comic friends to kind of get them, you know, uh, boosted up, so... Amen, amen. All right. So next in the news, when this thing populates, I can read it to you guys. Come on, computer. <laughs> All right. So, oh, see, now the computer acting up, y'all. Forgive me. But, okay, here we go. So the next headline reads, Tyler Perry responds to the discourse surrounding his writer's room tweet. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, so I missed this, but I stay off Twitter because that's where the devil be roaming. Um, so, yeah. So apparently um, there was some social media kerfuffle, if you will. Kerfuffle. Um, and basically when Tyler Perry tweeted that he's the sole writer for all of his shows currently <laughs> on air. Now, I guess I'm not. Yeah, that is one. That is a lot of work. Um, so big ups. But dead. he stay writing. Okay. Um, How? Two, what time? I mean, does this nigga does he have more time? I guess time he has than the all the time. Phone? I guess he has all the time. He got a whole studio. I mean, honestly, um, I'm perplexed. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, he ignited this discourse, and um, I guess people just you know weren't very hmm, weren't having it. But basically, in his tweet, and he clarified, he said, "I am very specific about who I'm writing for." who I'm writing to, and whether there's a discourse that's on, that's on them. For me, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly who I'm, ask, who I'm speaking to, he said. That's why the have and have nots returned at number one. Okay. That's <laughs> why the oval is number one. And that's why sisters is number two. Okay. So I have the one and two and the three top shows among African-American people. Wow. So if people don't get that, that's on them. I okay. got me. There's nothing else to I say. I know what I'm doing. So whatever discourse it is, they can have that. Oh, bloop, bloop. 
Blue, blue. You know what, Tyler? <laughs> he went ahead and dropped all the motherfucking mics. You know what, mics. Tyler? Come on now. He's like, let me let me remind you, hoes, of the top spots. I got all of them. <laughs> he said, yeah, I write them shits <laughs> by myself. And guess what? Y'all hoes gonna watch them. You're still gonna watch. <laughs> you gonna be glued to the TV, not me. Okay. But y'all other hoes gonna watch. Them. I built a whole studio on a former plantation. Don't. <laughs> My own movie studio. Like, goddamn. So, you know, <laughs> you know what? I'm not mad at him in a way because, I mean, he's been, this is his formula. This has kind of been his business model for a while. I don't know if he had uh, other writers help him with other movies and the other plays that he's made. Seems like he didn't. Um, not acrimony. Hey. <laughs> that was all him. And there's another discourse of if that's a good thing or not. I mean, it's working. I mean, that man can do whatever the fuck he wants. He really, like, I yeah. think people are too worried about what other people do. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Perry yeah. is successful, so, yeah. okay. The nigga yeah. write his, his shit by himself, okay, bitch. Yeah, true. Okay, it's not like he still don't put other people on. That's true. So, Yeah, especially black yourself. actors and stuff yeah. like that. I would love for him, though, to do a writer's... Well, he had... I remember we read um in another article that he was doing a competition i think mm-hmm. one of for for writers and stuff so i mean he's doing everything that he wants and if he, if everybody has a different creative uh way of working i can't fault him for that but i would love yeah. for him to i would love to i mean this is me he can do what he wants but i would actually love for him to write with some new and upcoming right and just see what what comes you know what i mean what com- what yeah. happens what comes up like I, I like I would love to see him work with someone who's like really good in sci-fi, right? Like what would that look like? What would that come up mm-hmm. with? Like someone who's really deep in animation. What would an animation look like from Tyler Perry yep. in a genre that's, you know, not just what we're used to. Um but yeah, he can do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Yeah. Maybe he's working on those things and I just don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm like maybe he is people and yeah. you guys just always got something to be mad about. Yeah. <laughs> do your thing uh mr perry which you are gonna do and you're gonna have all the money and you're gonna right i mean you're still you still have your own fucking studio that's yeah. fucking huge so i literally can't say yeah. anything to you nah yeah big I'm ups going keep going shut my mouth yeah <laughs> not happen <laughs> but work with uh new writers tyler <clears throat> us okay so <laughs> Next, um, in the news, I'm going to read it straight from the headline. Y'all know Shadow Act. Uh, Macro Lodge back at Sundance with events including uh, Carrie Washington, Issa Rae, and mm. more. They got my baby daddy, Winston Duke, on this picture. Mm. So fine. So fine. Um, so the Macro Lodge is back for the third year at the Sundance Festival, and it's providing panels, events, and more to promote diversity and inclusion. So um, if you don't know, it's presented by Shea Moisture, um, and it's hosted by Macro founder and CEO Charles D. King and his wife Stacy Walker King. And um, Stacy Walker King is the chief brand officer of the company. And so basically it's there what to... what company? Shea? Uh, Shea Moisture. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so present... Oh, no, let me let me get it together. It's presented by Shea Moisture, but hosted by Macro. So the company is Macro. Oh, yes. okay. Yes, founder and CEO. And his wife is the chief branding officer of Macro. Oh, Keep it in the family. Oh, get the money. What kind of company is that Macro? That is a great question, but they out here... Um, I'll let yeah, I can I'll look that up and explain that to y'all in a little bit. But they're out here making sure that um panels on inclusion and and 
and you know iconic film festivals and champion yes. diversity and all of that so i yes. think that's wonderful um they hosted panels for films like bad hair which is from justin simeon i can't wait which is like a thriller wait yes. it's a thriller it's i saw thriller. i like I'm okay so you know excited. how you're scrolling and you see something but you Woo. don't watch it yeah I saw the trailer. I just didn't watch it. I was yeah, like, I'll get back to that. Yeah, no, it's I'm gonna watch the the trailer. Lena Waithe is in it. Um, some a, a couple of other people is it are a movie? in it. Yes, it's a movie, and it's basically so it's kind of inspired by. There's a whole genre in Korean movies where when people put on like different wigs and stuff, it's almost like they become a different character. And so he took it in the context of like you know black women and what we have to do with our hair. And the horror stories that come from that, whether you're losing edges because your weaves are too tight or whatever, like he took it in that in that route. Interesting. I am. I I'm like I have never heard anything like that, and I want to see it so badly. Even though I am a scaredy cat, I hate scary movies, but I will support black people. Wow. Yeah. That that's okay. Yeah. So I want to see the trailer. I'm like, ooh, this could be interesting. Um. Let's wow. see. Yeah. So those are one of the films. Sure. But The Photograph, of course, starring Issa Rae. Can't <laughs> wait for that to come out. Yes. So, yeah. So big ups to them continuing to, like, showcase panels about, you know, what is coming up and making sure that there's a space for black and brown creatives who are bringing their um, movies to the limelight. Because sometimes in those festivals, they can be drowned out. Um, mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, let me read a little bit about the bad hair thing. So writer and director Justin Simeon stops by the lodge to discuss his brilliant, satirical, psychological thriller, Bad Hair. Um, Simeon's uh, insensitive wit uh, with startling moments of horror are woven throughout this deliciously nostalgic, drenched creation starring Elle uh, Elle Lorraine, Ashley uh, Blaine Featherson. Uh, I think mm. she's in um, uh, Dear White, Dear White people. people. White People, yeah. Uh, Yanni King, um, excuse me, Monchen, forgive me, y'all, and James Van Dirk Beek. <laughs> oh, oh like James Van Der Beek. Duh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I like Van Dirk Beek. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong emphasis on the syllable. Um, <laughs> yes, so I'm I'm excited for that. And they have a whole other host of things, so... I'm excited for that movie, and I'm glad that they're there to create um, this space. So, yeah, that is all that we have this week for the news. And (laughs) that drink is kicking in, guys. Um, (laughs) Yes, but we'll be back with the main segment. Yes, we will. Ow. All right, so mm-hmm. we are back with the main segment. So today we are going to be discussing screenwriting contests. Mm-hmm. Since it is the top of the year, Whew. you have all year to enter all the contests that yep. you possibly want to enter and fellowships too, which are, yeah. I believe they're different than Lee's little contests. Yes, yeah, I agree. Um, so we're going to go into that and kind of give you a little rundown mm-hmm. of what that looks like. Exactly. So first we'll start with contests. Mm-hmm. All right, so contests, what are they? If you're completely new to the whole screenwriting contest world, they're basically what they say. They're contests mm-hmm. where you submit your scripts and you 
win or you don't. Yeah. Um. So usually you have to pay a little fee, an entry fee, mm-hmm. to get into these. They're usually put on by different um, companies mm-hmm. or organizations. Yep. Um, and they're basically just a way for people to get um, representation. Usually when you win or you get placed, mm-hmm. that's a way for you to get your scripts in front of producers, yep. um, agents, managers, yep. and the likes of mm-hmm. those sometimes folks. money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sometimes you win money mm-hmm. sometimes you get flown out to la if you don't live here mm-hmm. to have a whirlwind of meetings mm-hmm. sometimes you know your shit gets produced from yep. if you win mm-hmm. um so there's a whole bunch of different things that can happen from these contests mm-hmm. um so yeah that's the reason why you submit to the submit mm-hmm. to these yep. because you know there's always a chance but the competition is very tough because yep. since they are usually online you're submitting your script online that means anybody from anywhere usually can submit yep i don't know if all of them are international but i say a good chunk of them yeah they sub they you know um, accept um international entries but yeah it's very hard to win i, yeah. I will be honest with y'all like mm-hmm. um it's difficult because mm-hmm. you're going up against a lot of people. Usually you're going to get thousands and thousands and thousands of entries. Mm-hmm. Um, so your script needs to be polished mm-hmm. before you submit. I would not submit um, something that you did not rewrite and rewrite and rewrite and get yeah. feedback and then rewrite again. Yeah. So um, yeah. competition is very fierce with these things. Mm-hmm. But if you win, it's it's worth it i believe it. yeah but since there's so many of these contests and they all cost money i would advise not to enter all of them because yeah. those little entry fees add up yep okay or save up honey yes my god because which is just too broke to be entering all the contests all and once. some of the contests like i would say a chunk of them are actually worth entering yeah and a lot of them aren't worth entering because mm-hmm. if you have to, when you're entering a contest, you need to first of all look at what the company is right. or who is hosting this contest. Are they reputable in the industry? Yep. Would people care if they saw that on your resume? Like, yeah. oh, I placed, I was semi-finalist in this, or um, and look at what it is that you're gonna get if you win. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes they they offer some like bullshit type stuff if you're yeah. not paying attention yeah. to what the the prizes are yeah then you're like well shit i just paid fifty dollars and this shit is not gonna get me anything yeah so um that's why it's important to know which contests are worth entering so that's what we're gonna Mm -hmm. get into now Mm -hmm. with these little screenwriting contests Mm -hmm. um but yeah i already talked about formatting just make sure your your thing is industry ready because it's gonna be fastest way for it to be like that's the fastest way for you to be knocked out (laughs) right (laughs) very quickly Mm mm-hmm um yeah let's get into what the worth it competitions Mm -hmm. are so academy nickel fellowship Mm -hmm. which i believe i feel like we just talked about this oh it's it's zuzu again yeah so i think she was talking about this she had placed in this which is amazing because this is a really prestigious screenwriting competition Mm -hmm. of the academy Mm -hmm. think the oscars um it's also quite competitive so if you place in the academy nickels then you're the shit yeah um and your screen your screenwriting your script was awesome yeah if you place in this one yeah um and it cut through all the comp yeah it cut through all the competition so let me just kind of give you guys so it's saying that will open for entries in late January, early February 2020. Mm-hmm. So basically... Still got time. Yeah. You still have time, but I would not submit to Academy Nickel Fellows unless your shit is tight. Yeah. And right. Yeah. Because this is, like I said, a very prestigious mm-hmm. uh, 
contest slash fellowship. Mm-hmm. Next one is screen craft. So screen craft, yep. I believe we talked about this in our resources episode. It's a, I guess it's a website slash company slash whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. And it's all about <laughs> screenwriting. And they have a lot of competitions, yes. all types of competitions yeah. that you can enter. Um, they have action and thriller. They have a comedy one. They have a TV pilot launch one. Yep. A family one. They have their own type of fellowship. So yeah. we'll talk about fellowships later. They're different from contests. They have a cinematic novel contest. I'm Ooh, like, what? Novel. A cinematic stage play, horror, mm. sci-fi, and fantasy. Mm. They even have a public domain contest. Oh, wow. Which is just for works based on IP that isn't copyrighted anymore. So like Shakespeare, Greek mythology, yeah. or anything that was published in the U.S. before 1923. So they mm-hmm. have a contest for all the different types of um, work that you write. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. That and is cool. they're pretty um, they're pretty well known in the yeah. screenwriting world, screencraft. And I feel like their um, their perks, their prizes for their contests are, uh, they're good. Yeah. I mean, shit, they're well connected in the industry. So I. Yeah. Um, I would say definitely look out for a screen craft contest because yep. like whatever the fuck you write, bitch, they got a contest for that shit. Yep. So submit it. Mm-hmm. If it's only if it's ready now, don't be playing no games. Mm-hmm. So next is Austin screenwriting competition. I'm sure you guys have heard of this. It's tied to the Austin film festival. Yep. It's also very prestigious, like very prestigious. Prestigious. <laughs> my country coming out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's tied to the film festival. Sometimes they have celebrity judges who announce the winners. Mm-hmm. And I believe if you submit to these contests, um, if you place or something, you'll go to the film festival mm. where you'll get announced as the winner at a ceremony or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So this is also a very fierce competition. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, don't play games. Yeah. If you enter in this one. This be is, ready. This is another don't play games competition. Yeah. Be ready. Um, be ready. And so another one is the Page International Screenwriting Awards. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard much about this, but I'm sure it's very out there. Mm-hmm. It's an internationally recognized competition. Um, it says shows such as Ozark and Justified have won this contest. Mm. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Well, Ozark is a show on Netflix. And oh. it's with Jason Bates in oh, it now. Oh, that one. Yeah. That, it's actually, it is really good. I oh, didn't stay with oh, it too oh, much because oh, oh. it's a little bit too dark. But uh, I haven't seen Justified. That's the lighting Justified. is really, like, gray. It is. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's, it is it is well written. I think I finished, like, halfway the first season. But it's good. I think it won a Emmy or a Golden Globe. It won something. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. it won. A, I think it won a couple of things. So, yeah. So, it's good. Yeah, so they mentioned that so that, you know, I guess there it's recognized and people recognize it so much that it gets made. Wow. The goal. Okay, so uh-huh. that's pretty cool. So uh-huh. Page International Screenwriting Awards uh-huh. is where you can get some of your shit made. Mm-hmm. Next one is the Blue Cat Screenplay Competition. Mm-hmm. This is judged by Philip Seymour Hoffman's brother, Gordy Hoffman. R.I.P. R.I.P. to Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, that's really weird that they put that in there. Yeah, they ain't shit. Um, okay. So it's, uh, they're saying that it's had a number of alumni go on to be part of a number of successful projects. All right. I've heard about this screenplay competition. Um, it seems like it's very competitive to... Mm-hmm. All these are competitive because all these are really good competitions. 100%. So, finish line script competition. I I think I submitted to this one once mm. when I thought I was doing a little something, something. Yeah. Um. So, it's a rare bird in the world of screenplay contests. It allows you to resubmit your script after you receive notes. Yep. Which is very important. So, very. a lot of these contests, you can submit. When you submit, you can pay extra to have 
the judges or the readers give you notes mm-hmm. on your script. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's an extra fee on top mm-hmm. of your uh, entry fee. So yep. with this screenwriting competition, they allow you to resubmit after you get those notes from yeah. the readers, which most contests don't. Yeah, you you submit, you pay extra for the for the notes, but you don't it. get the notes back yeah. until they tell you that you didn't win, right? <laughs> or you did, right? Um, but this one, you get your notes back, you, you can rewrite it and apply those notes. Yes, and mm-hmm. then resubmit your script. Yeah. Until the deadline is done, which is amazing, that is guys. Dope. Like that's 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 dope. really cool, guys. Yeah. Like, for if anything, I would say if you're a newer writer or mm-hmm. you're like you don't think your shit is that good enough, which everyone should think their shit is amazing, mm-hmm. but let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if you don't think your shit is that good enough, mm-hmm. I would do the finish line script competition because right. you get the chance to mm-hmm. reinvent the script, make it better, make it better, make it better, yeah. and keep submitting it until you can't submit it anymore. Yeah. So that way you're really getting to that point where you're submitting your best work. Yep. Which is what you should be doing when you're entering this competition. So yes. finish line script competition, I think this is a really cool one. Yeah, and that could be worth it because a lot of times when you send your stuff to the ether, you could feel like you're alone, like mm-hmm. you're not getting anything back, you're just getting rejection. Yes. But at least you'll get something back like, oh, this is at least what they're thinking of. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, maybe it's a structural thing. Or you know what? It's the stylistic thing, what they're saying. And they give you good notes yeah. too. Because when I submitted, I paid for the notes. Oh, that's dope. And she gave me two pages of notes. Come on, sis. Like two pages of notes. Come on. And I took those notes and rewrote it and then resubmitted. So, That's like, dope. it's not like they're giving you, like, a paragraph. Yeah. Like, on... So, it's really shit? substantive. Yeah. They're giving you, like, a That's full good. analysis of your shit. That's good. And telling you, like, what's strong about it and then mm-hmm. what can be fixed. Yeah. So, like, take advantage, guys. That's Come dope. on now. So, next is the final draft. Yeah. Big break contest. Yeah. I hear about this all the time, yes. y'all. The so final draft is a screenwriting software company. Mm-hmm. So, they do their own... Little contest, not little. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, like, it's final draft is, like, industry standard. Mm-hmm. While there are other software, and we've uh, talked about this past in other uh, uh, podcast episodes, but final draft is, like, industry standard. If yes. you plan on being in a writer's room, it's important to at least know the program, even if you don't use it on a regular basis, because it's just expected for you to use that program mm-hmm. and edit it and all that stuff. So it can be pricey, but it yes. might be a good investment if you're willing to make it and understand yep. it. So that way, when you are in that writer's you could just slide on in, use exactly. the program, and keep it moving. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I would um, get into this contest. I hear about this contest a lot. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's a really popular contest. Mm-hmm. A lot of the winners have gone on to sign deals yep. with production companies mm-hmm. or win agents at places like UTA. Yep. So look into that, guys. Mm-hmm. Next is Scriptapalooza. Hear about this one a lot. This yep. one's very popular. Um, it doesn't have as many genres as Screencraft, but it mm-hmm. does divide up film and TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually have quite a few like TV pilot competitions oh, that's dope. that you can enter for Script to Palooza. Nice. So this one I haven't really heard of, but it's called Slam Dance. Oh. So they offer feedback or coverage from the actual judges. Okay. Because um, a lot of these contests offer the feedback from readers, mm. not actual judges. Um, so that's cool that yeah, you get to cool. get feedback from the from the actual. Mm-hmm. Judges. Mm-hmm. So next is a Sundance Lab. Super prestigious. This is prestigious, y'all. Mm-hmm. So it's uh the official contest of the biggest festival in the industry. Mm-hmm. So this is the official contest of the Sundance 
festival. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of like a development course yeah. than a screenwriting competition. It's more about developing the writer. Mm-hmm. It's not something you just submit and then you win and, oh, you won the contest. Yeah. Um, they're going to be developing you. And it's mm-hmm. a really great way to kind of get yourself out there. Mm-hmm. They have a number of different tracks that you can submit to. Mm-hmm. So they have a feature film program or a TV development lab. Um, so whether you do film or TV, they have something for you. Mm-hmm. And it's really prestigious. If you have the sewing regimen, bitch, you in yeah. a... And don't line. quote me, but I think Ava went through this. Oh, for real? Yeah, I, okay, think, bitch. I think so. Yeah, Y'all better so. talk in Let me double check. Yeah, but even if she didn't, I'm sure there are many other people. Like, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. All right, so next is Script Pipeline. I heard of this one, too. It's kind of like an incubating thing, too. Um, so once you, so contest finalists and other handpicked screenwriters who submitted their scripts, they get to work with the executives all year round, get ongoing one-on-one feedback and broader exposure on their work. So it seems like it's something, if you get picked, um, Mm -hmm. they're going to continue to develop you as well, which is super important to me, I think. I think those are the best kind of contests. Yep. And just, uh, I found Ava DuVernay, but it says she was the winner of the 2012 Sundance Film Festival's Best Director Prize for her micro-budget film, Middle of Nowhere. Wow. Yeah. So I'm scared of her, mm-hmm. as usual. Uh, I mean, always. <laughs> when am I not fucking scared I mean, of her? terrified. In a very good way. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah, those are just some, not all, but those are probably the ones that are worth submitting to in terms yeah. of contests. Um, like we said before, not all of them give feedback or notes to the writers. Mm-hmm. But the ones that do give feedback, it is... Um, it is worth it to pay that little extra bit of cash to get your feedback, to see how you can strengthen your script mm-hmm. and to see why um, essentially it wasn't chosen. Yeah. Which, and if it doesn't get chosen, do not give the fuck up. Like these shits are really hard Say to win. that again. There's so much competition, y'all. Don't so if you're submitting up. to all these competitions and you're not getting, you're not getting picked, like y'all need to understand a lot of people submit. It is very, very hard to win. Yeah. So do not give up. Doesn't mean you're trash. Yeah. It just means you just need a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. And that will never stop. You know exactly. what I mean? Like you're continue continuously like yes. building that muscle. And just like Corey said, like these are just one way. This is just yes. one way to get your stuff out there. Girl, and tell it. it's it's just one way. Tell so it. I've I've heard of people who are like, if I don't win this thing, like they make it their whole world. And the truth is like we have examples of creatives who have gone through these contests and who have not. And pay, yeah. Tyler Perry didn't Tyler Perry got a whole goddamn studio all to himself. I'm sure he was not submitting to Nan contests. Nah. He was making his place. He yeah, was building he made up his, his own uh, shit. He made it, you know? So it's like, these are just one way and like, continue to write your stuff, continue to make your stuff. Issa Rae came straight out of you. Like, so many writers, not exactly. just Issa, but so many people have come off of YouTube and getting their stuff noticed and made. You know what I mean? You never mm-hmm. know. So, so these, many. piggybacking off of that, mm-hmm. these contests are for those writers who don't want to make your own stuff. These mm-hmm. are kind of for those writers who want to have that network backing or you want to have the industry backing right. you. Um but if you're one of those writers like fuck it I'll make my own shit. Right. Don't worry about these contests. Don't don't waste your yeah. money. Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna keep it real with you. Don't waste your money. Yeah. If you're one of those people who is not afraid to make your own stuff and yeah. you're like, I don't give a fuck about having that what's it called? I don't give a fuck about having their approval. Yeah. The industry's approval. Like I'm yeah. gonna do it myself. Yeah. Then I would I yeah. wouldn't do the contest. Yeah. 
but not everyone has that that gusto because it takes a lot of it does it takes a lot it to be that person mm-hmm. um so yeah these contests are for those people who um you know you want to have um just a little bit of people helping you out and backing you because mm-hmm. if you're taking the other route you got to be ready to do a little bit of struggle yes so yes 100%. side note <laughs> All right, so moving on from contests, we're going to get into fellowships, which are yes. different from contests. Fellowships are free to enter mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, and they are usually by the big networks yeah. like ABC, Disney, what's the other one? CBS, NBC, WB, yeah. HBO. I think Nickelodeon has Nickelodeon. one. Yeah. Their deadline is actually on the 31st, y'all, yeah. which is next week. Yeah. They have the earliest deadline out of yeah. all of these. Get um, on it. Get to it. So, yeah. To if it. you're trying to do Nickelodeon, you got like a week. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. So, fellowships, they're free to enter and they are different from contests. Like, they're also very difficult yeah. to get into and mm-hmm. it's like a very rigorous process. Mm-hmm. You do like interviews on top of interviews and then you, I think you have to like, for some of them you have to pitch to a bunch of executives mm-hmm. your idea or whatever a script idea and then you'll get picked so it's a, a process to get into these yeah. things but once you get into it it's it's different for each of the networks but it's usually like a year-long program mm-hmm. or a couple months mm-hmm. um some of them you get paid i think disney pays you yeah. for the year mm-hmm. most of them don't pay you though yeah. or i think cbs is where you have like night classes or night workshops yeah. um for that year it's basically they're developing you for that mm-hmm, year mm-hmm. to get you ready to be in a writer's room and work for the network. Right. And then most of the time, not all of the time, they're going to help you get a job. Yeah. Like a writer's job. Yeah. Um, it is like a full immersive, yeah. almost like a class yeah. in a way. A little master class. Yeah. And they keep you, and a lot of them in their program make sure that you have like contact with some of the top executives mm-hmm. there. Sometimes there's a mentorship program yeah, they involved. they pair you with an executive, which is... Yeah. <laughs> Very, amazing very that's that's very lucky if you yeah get that yeah so we'll get into some of those um disney abc's theirs is paid like i said it's mm-hmm. a one-year-long program and it's um their goal is to connect the people who are in this program with their first staff writing positions mm. so once you finish up this program you will most likely get your first staff writing position writing on a show mm-hmm. um so you do workshops. Obviously, there's networking. If you don't network in this program, then you stupid, to be honest. <laughs> like, why the fuck would you not network if you're doing one of these programs? Um, and you get to really get to touch, uh, you know, you get to touch the really high up executives yeah. in that network, mm-hmm. which a lot of people do not get to do, y'all. Yeah. So if you're in this program, you really need to take complete advantage. Yep. So like I said, the cost is it's free to apply. Mm-hmm. Um the applications open up in May. They have a Facebook page is where you can usually get the info about the application mm-hmm. process. So last year they used to do it where you had to submit a spec and your own pilot. Mm-hmm. But last year they switched it up. They said bitch, no spec. We want two original pilots. God dang y'all about to get the right in dust so, off them pilots. Something's telling me rewrite, they're gonna do that again this rewrite, year. Rewrite, rewrite, honey. Yes. So something's telling me they're gonna do that again this year which yeah. is <laughs> it's very hard to write a good pilot okay, okay? so they want two <laughs> so bitches yeah. get it together yeah because disney's not playing with y'all and nope. obviously you have to submit your resume resume mm-hmm. um a personal essay and yeah. other stuff like that the mm-hmm. essay is very important too y'all yeah so a lot of these different um 
fellowships, they, they're looking for a certain type of wording in your essay. So, mm-hmm. oh, speaking of the fellowships, there is another podcast called Paper Team, and they interviewed mm. the people who make the decisions for each of these fellowships. Oh, cool. And those people broke down the application process and kind of give you tidbits on what okay. your application should look like. So check those out. Okay. Um, they were released last year if you want more information about the different application processes for these okay. fellowships. Mm. So HBO has one too, but I yep. believe they switch it from year to year. So one year is a writing, one year is a directing fellowship. Okay. So you just have to um, make sure you're applying for the right one for whatever that year is. Mm-hmm. So they only pick eight people, which a lot of these, Ooh. they only pick a, not a good amount of people. Mm-hmm. So for HBO, it's only a one week thing. Okay. They have master classes. Oh, but it's a one week master class intensive type of thing and then you have eight months of mentorship by mm-hmm. some executives okay um so you're gonna develop a script while you're there that's appropriate for hbo it's or amazing. cinemax which is really cool yeah um and then you get to meet monthly with your peers for workshops mm-hmm. and the scripts that you create during the program are considered for production mm. in the following years so the next year's directing fellowship that's amazing. like i said they switch each year from writing to directing that's amazing. Um, so the classes take place in June, followed by the eight months of mentorship. The deadline for that is in February, so get your shit ready if you want to submit next year. Give they require down. a script. Pretty sure it's an original pilot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your resume or your bio and two short essay questions. Mm. Your script can bleed, can bleed, <laughs> can be an original half-hour comedy or a dramedy, mm. which they like to have on HBO. Mm-hmm. An original one-hour, a full-length play. All right. Three scripts for a web series. Ooh. A feature film. Well, come on. So I stay be writing web series. You, come on. Oh, there you go. Yeah. They're giving you options. Yes. Of what you can. Come on, HBO. Um, thank you. Thank you for that, so by sweet, the way. Y'all. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they so cute for that. Yeah. Um, so NBC Writers on the Verge. So this one is for yeah. emerging writers who just need a little bit of, you know, a little mm-hmm. support to get their mm-hmm. staff writer mm-hmm. position. Um, so this one, they like to look for diverse backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Okay. Side note. I forgot to say a lot of these programs, they're supposed to be quote unquote diversity programs. Right. They're looking for quote unquote diverse writers. And from listening to the interviews of the people who are making the decisions for these programs, they would say that if they had to choose between like a regular old white dude and a diverse candidate, they would veer more towards a diverse candidate. Mm -hmm. Just side note. Um, because these are supposed to be diverse. Not all of them are diverse diversity programs, but a lot of mm-hmm. them are framed as diversity programs. Because they never find us. They never yeah. can. They like where, who? I have no black friends. I have exactly. no black. If I do have them, they don't write. I don't know. It's like guys. Exactly. So right. if you are a diverse writer, which means you of color, mm-hmm. a woman mm-hmm. or queer, mm-hmm. that that counts as diverse. So okay. I would I would say that you got a little leg up. Go off. There. Just to be honest. Go off. Um, so for the NBC, they only select eight, too. Wow. Mm-hmm. They um, keep it small. Oof. So mm-hmm. this is six months program. So this one is um, evening classes at the NBC studios in Universal City, which includes networking, mentorship. So this is for people who have a job. Yeah. You can go Hallelujah. to the shit at night. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Because um, because guys, look, bills have to be paid. Especially if you're living here in LA. I mean, what yeah. Are we, what are we doing? Ain't no way. What are we doing? I know. So at the end of this program, you're considered for writing assignments on some NBC series, that's dope. Um, which is cool. Yeah, that is really cool. I think cool. that's cool. Entries open May 1st. They close May 31st. So you only have a month to okay. get your shit in there. And we got some time. So start preparing now. Yeah. You, know? you have time. Yeah. Um, But a lot of these, 
um, fellowships that want a spec script, they mm-hmm. have an approved list of shows. Yeah. So you can only do a spec from a script that is on actually on the air right now. Yep. Pay attention to yes. the instruction, guys, because that's another way to get yeah. disqualified. You send in the wrong <laughs> thing you thought, they're going to be like, yeah, you thought wrong. You send in a cheers spec, bye. No. No. <laughs> so they have a list of shows. Please write a spec on the list. They gave you a oh list. Oh my god, I would love to write a Golden Girl spec script. No lie, oh but that would be dope. That's not on the list. So no, that would be dope. Oh god. Um. So yeah, mm-hmm. entries open May first, close May thirty first. They want a resume, a spec script from their approved list, um, and then the semi finalists will be asked for an original TV pilot. Okay. So have a TV pilot ready just in case you make it to the semi finalist spot. Who mm-hmm. knows? So Nickelodeon, this is the one that's about to close next week, y'all. So mm-hmm. get it together. Yep. They only select three or four. Woo, woo, oh, woo. God. Stand out. Shit. Go ahead. So damn. You can do it. So these three or four writers, you meet with other creators of Nick's series. You get to work in the writer's room. You get to write spec scripts, pitch story ideas mm-hmm. for both live action and animated TV. It's divided into two tracks. So the general track is a one-year program focused on Nickelodeon program. And then they have a preschool track. No. Which is a six-month program to develop little Nick Jr. preschool stuff, which is yes. cute. But not my ministry, but it's yeah. cute. Yeah, yeah. That's cute. And, yeah, and for those of you who are interested in children's programming, a lot of times, you know, I meet a lot of writers who only want to do, like, drama and comedy for adult stuff. But mm-hmm. let's not forget, there's a whole genre. Child, the kid market is huge, so it's don't sleep. major. So, please. I think um, people sleep a lot They sleep that. a lot on that, and please don't. Because a lot of times we don't see, like, the awards for them we that's not, they don't really get like that big of a spotlight unless it's like you know disney yeah. stuff you know what i mean yeah. unless it's animation so it's mm-hmm. like yeah animation writers uh children's programming writers hey yeah <laughs> this is for you there's like always going to be kids programming oh yeah and um a lot of that shit stays on air for a long time and that got to be good too because parents got to go take their kids to it yes my god because kids ain't that picky no. they're not going to be analyzing a goddamn show like no, so gotta be good guys if you want to do that um always know that nickelodeon's deadline is always in january yeah so yeah. if you're into that just remember that each year so they want a spec script based on a show from their accepted shows list mm-hmm. and most of these fellowships share that that show list mm-hmm. so ain't nothing too crazy all right oh i've never heard of this so sesame street writers room Ooh, more children's programming come that's on that's cute come so on. it's a, a writing fellowship opportunity for seven to ten writers okay that's a little better yeah from underrepresented racial backgrounds come on okay yeah. So emerging storytellers receive hands-on writing experience guided by Sesame Street veterans mm-hmm. and other in- entertainment industry leaders. Consists of eight weekly three-hour sessions mm-hmm. on creating original children's content at the Sesame Street offices in New York City. Okay, Sesame That's Street dope. offices. Um, so And you'll also get to do your own script during that program. You have to complete it. Mm-hmm. And you'll have the opportunity to receive creative development deals and further mentorship with that script. Deal. That's cool. So that happens early May through mid-July. Um, the deadline looks like it's going to be in November. So the deadline will be in November of this year All for right. you to do it next May. Got some through time. Mentorships. Come on. Yeah, show bet again to that. Also, Sesame Street is doing some amazing, like they had a um a little yeah. puppet with autism they announced. Yay. They announced a puppet who um I think they shared that had a parent in incarceration. Yeah. They had a a puppet representing a, a parent who was um on drugs. on drugs. Yeah, which is that's I crazy, it's, y'all. It's crazy, but it's also good cuz unfortunately, yeah. children experience this and 
us pretending that it doesn't exist <laughs> is not helpful to help the children. Yeah, their development and coping and understanding and like exactly. So yeah, I think it's dope. Me too. Love it. So if you want to be a part of that revolution, come on. Oh, there was also on Sesame Street. Speaking of that, they mm-hmm. had didn't Bert and Ernie Ernie marry each other or something? Get out! Did they? I remember two of them married, and folks was a little mad. Oh, was a little, there was a little press. I did not know that. They was a little press about it. I'm all for it. Because I too. just, I mean, I didn't. I I thought it was just a rumor. You know, people were like, "Oh, you know." I was like, "Oh, Sesame Street was like since y'all was talking about it so much." Mm-hmm. Here you go. Okay. Them Negroes are married. I gotta look that up. That is okay. Funny. Don't quote me. It may not be Bert and Ernie, but I know two male. Uh, are they Muppets? No, that's not Muppets. Two oh. male puppets or whatever marry each other. There might, it might have been a big cartoon. Stir. And maybe it was a cartoon. I feel like it was Sesame Street because Sesame Street always, uh, they're always doing it. They're always. Oh, well, hold on. A writer said they was, they were gay. So according to an NBC article, let me make sure by, uh, Kalan Rosenbolt, the iconic Sesame Street uh, puppets Bert and Ernie, are a couple, according to a former writer um. of the show. In an exclusive interview with the blog uh, Queerty, uh, Mark Saltzman said that he felt that when he was writing Bert and Ernie, he was writing them as a couple and basing their interactions as his own experiences. There you go. Aww. That's cute. That's so cute. Yeah, that's super cute. Shout out to Bert and Ernie. Couple goals. Relationship goals. I think, but I think there was something else you mentioned. This is correct, but I think it was a Arthur episode. Oh, maybe that was and Arthur. Some, yeah, like and bitches was mad. They was hot. They was hot. Like oh, they was mad, mad, mad. I was like, oh, you mad, mad? Arthur, right. hold on, y'all. Sorry, I have to. Arthur marriage. Oh, yeah, because then I remember the picture of them kissing. Yeah, Arthur features a gay wedding. Yeah, and there this we go. was uh, around May. Some of the articles, one of the articles come out May 14th, another ones were May 22nd, but yeah, they hosted a same-sex wedding on the show. Dope. That's what's up. Dopeness, y'all. So yeah. if y'all do the Nickelodeon or the Sesame Street, yeah. y'all could be one of those people. Yeah. Let's go making making that there. content for the kids to see some yeah. real shit. Yeah. And we're all for it. All right. So moving mm-hmm. on to the next one, we have mm-hmm. Warner Bros. Television Writers Workshop. Nice. So they select only eight. It looks like eight is the, is the magic number, Yeah, guys. they keep them small. Yeah. So only eight folks mm-hmm. to participate in weekly evening meetings on the Warner Bros. lot in Burbank. Shout out to Burbank, which is where we are right now. Hootie hoop. So this is another one for you gals who have jobs. This mm-hmm. is at night, so you can go to your 9 to 5 and then go to these workshops after. Yeah. Um, you don't have to compromise your coins. Yes. Um, while you're doing this, which is very important, y'all. I think that's really cool. I mean, really cool. yes. And I'm glad they recognize that because there's a high housing crisis here. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because the rent is too goddamn high. Exactly. So, yes. Allow us to pay our rent and as well be a part of the program. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, this is for you gals who have jobs. Mm-hmm. And families and all that yep. stuff. Lives. Y'all have lives. Um, so it's comprised of lectures and a simulated writer's room Ooh. in which writers create a spec script mm. under the same guidelines typical for a show in production. Nice. So they're basically putting you on the spot and showing you basically 
what is going to happen. Nice. Once you get into that room and how you will make a script, which is mm. cool. Um, writers who are successful in the writer's room exercise are then considered for a staff position on Warner Bros. television show. This one kind of sounds uh, apprentice Yeah, they're, they're like training writers, you writers right who are for them. successful in the writer's room I then know. go on to get a position. So it sounds kind of competition. Who's going to be voted out the writer's room? Yeah, this one sounds Ma. like a competition a little bit. Whoop-de-whoop. Sounds a little catty. Hoo-de-hoo. Okay. Hopefully it's all friendly and, and you know. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt this is friendly. Mm. Um, additional Writers are exposed to Warner Bros. television shows, or wait, mm-hmm. or exposed to executives mm-hmm. to create relationships to further their careers. Duh. Mm-hmm. Um, alumni have gone on to write for shows such as Blind Spot, You, which is the favorite of 2020. It's, I haven't seen it. It feels creepy, but yes, I'm sure I it's like great. that show. You I do? liked it before everyone else liked it. Okay, okay. Because the first season came out last year and no one seemed to talk about it, and I was the only one talking about it. And then now <laughs> the second season came out, and now everyone's all, I you that's true um, i think i heard about it from you actually yeah because yeah. i was raving about it last year when nobody gave a fuck Ooh. but now y'all give a fuck but anyways alumni or be ahead of the game <laughs> ahead of the game i just watched too much netflix so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah alumni from this warner brothers workshop have written on you which you mm-hmm. guys love trial mm-hmm. and error haven't heard of that one but I'm sure it's cool mm-hmm. fuller house and lethal weapon so hey they Come have on. receipts get your checks writers yes always so this program happens in October, goes through April. Okay. So that means that the deadline is May 31st. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to want a resume, personal statement, a spec script from the uh, approved list of shows. Okay. Um, and then they're probably, I feel like they're going to ask you for an original pilot once you get. Right. If you make it to the final rounds or whatever. Right, right. Um, there's also, this article doesn't mention it, but there's also, I think, a universal uh, fellowship or whatever yeah there is so that one that one is more so for people who write movies features because mm-hmm. um, these are mostly TV fellowships mm-hmm. but that one is for people who are into writing movies because hey you guys exist too amen um, we should talk about y'all more but mm-hmm. listen <laughs> yeah we yeah. gotta stick to our ministry sometimes okay but, <laughs> but um, yes. yes y'all get matter too your belt. Yeah. Get, your, get your feature yeah. together and just to add on to what Corey's saying it's actually good to be able in your portfolio to have a feature to have a play to have a web series to have a tv pilot like really to broaden understanding the different structures yep. and understanding like just being well-rounded in a writer in the different structures. I mean, the only difference between all of those things is structure and how long they are. And yeah. if you know how to tell a story in those different time time slots, you're 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 just more well-rounded, and you have an exactly. opportunity to make different different shit. You know what I mean? Maybe you exactly. can't make your feature, but you can make your small film, and it can be recognized. Your short your short film. You know what I mean? So exactly. Oh, so another two more I forgot that are mm-hmm. probably important. The CBS Writers Mentorship. Yep. It's another eight long eight month long program mm-hmm. focused on development of course networking and support mm-hmm. um up to 10 writers will be chosen each year and each of them will be teamed with a executive mentor nice so i think this is one of the few where you get your own mentor that you're teamed with which is really important y'all yes think about the relationship that you about to form like yeah. that's cool yeah. um so you meet with your mentor on a regular basis to discuss their work mm-hmm. that sounds kind of conceited um, we're discussing their work and you get <laughs> creative feedback mm-hmm. and advice to further your career. Yep. So, um, it also has small workshop style meetings with showrunners. 
Come on, okay. they put you on the staff. Okay. Hello. Okay. And industry professionals. Okay. So this one runs from October through April as well. Mm-hmm. Um, deadline's May 1st. They want a letter of interest, a resume, or a bio. Mm-hmm. Two writing samples, one spec, mm-hmm. and then one original pilot. That's right. And your original material should match the tone of your spec script. Tone. So I guess what that means is they need to be in the same vein of mm-hmm. work. That's right. And that means you need to do the research on the show, know the show, how they sound, so that they can just easily place you on the team. Exactly. You know? The last one fellowship that we're going to talk about is the Blacklist and Women in Film Lab. Woo! Um, Two different companies that came together to Mm -hmm. form this intensive whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a month long. Oops, sorry. Mm-hmm. Intensive for six to eight writers focused on script development. It'll consist of that, peer workshopping, and some master classes with professional writers and industry execs. Mm-hmm. You'll have your final pilots read by agencies and networks. Wow. So that's cool. So that's that happens amazing. in October. It's free to submit in this one, but you must be a women in film member in okay. good standing or. You have to host a script on the Blacklist website, which okay. I hate Blacklist. But. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> but yeah. sure. Um, applications are due in May. Participants are notified by September 6th. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like it when they give you dates mm-hmm. of when you should hear by. Yep. Um, so, yeah. They want an original script, a mm-hmm. short synopsis, a professional resume, a personal statement, mm-hmm. and an application on top of that. So I mean, be ready, my lord. Okay. All right. So, those are the main fellowships. Mm hmm. Side note on these fellowships too, y'all. Like we said, these shits are hard to get. Yeah. There's a lot of competition, and mm-hmm. most of the time you ain't gonna get them on your first try. Yeah, most of the time you have to submit multiple years. Like yeah. you ain't gonna get it the first year, so you gonna have to do it again the next year. Yeah, third time is, the, is usually the 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 charm from yeah. what I hear. Okay, and these fellowships they keep track of how many times you submit. Yeah, that's another thing too. People don't know is if you submitted like each year before. They know that you submitted, and they'll be a little bit more lenient to give mm-hmm. you a shot if they know that you submitted before. Yeah. From looking at your file. Stay determined. Stay determined. And also, again, if you don't, I mean, maybe you should have a whole bunch of, you know, what's the what's the term when you put a lot of uh, something in the frying pan, a lot of irons. Eggs in, in the, a basket? Sure. Eggs in a basket metaphor. I like that much better. Um <laughs> You know, I just made that up. I think you know, just keep. No, I think I think you're right. Like, (laughs) you know, like you should be. I I think you should. I mean, don't don't you know pigeonhole yourself unless you're like you know what I'm just gonna go make my own shit. But like, yeah, submit to the ones you want to submit to. Keep writing your short films. Keep connecting with people. Keep whatever it is. Like you know, while you're submitting this one thing, you're creating this one thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like. You shouldn't um, narrow yourself and and stop yourself and just keep going in many different forms. So, yeah, don't be discouraged. Keep writing. Keep doing your shit. Keep developing. Keep growing. It takes time. And, yeah, we're going to get there, y'all. Yes. And like Judah said, these are not the only way to get into the industry. Mm -hmm. There are thousands of ways. And like she said, don't put all your eggs in this basket. Yep. Like, you can submit to this shit, but don't be waiting on this shit. Yeah. Cause you have the power to get into the industry on your own. Like you yeah. don't need these, mm. these uh, gatekeepers to get yeah. you in the industry. I yeah. firmly believe in that. So yeah, 100%. but they're 
they're helpful. Yeah, hundred percent. Also, like, don't be intimidated. Like everyone, like it's make sure you have quality work. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's as on point. But you know, sometimes good things get looked over and bad things get selected. Guys, like, Child. So, if I look at, I mean, if we just look at the movies that have been made, Sharknado. So many Sharknados. It's not like, just one. There's like six or seven. There's so many of them. And so. yet, and you know what I mean? The hell's like, a Sharknado? Right. But yet, you know, for some reason, it was a push to get Moonlight paid, which is made as a beautiful piece of work, yeah. right? So it's like, sometimes you just don't know. And, <laughs> you know, if you feel like, you know what, my shit is bad, blah, 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 make it. You might find an audience that loves that shit. Exactly. That's just your inner critic talking, y'all. And we already Go talked about it. that. You got to tell the bitch to shut up. Okay. Tell the hoe to be quiet. And that's on that on that. Okay. Period. So, hey. And with that, we are done talking about contests and fellowships. Mm-hmm. That was a lot. It was. Um, but we'll, we'll try and put the links in the yeah. description, too. We'll, we'll do that. We'll put yeah. the links to these different contests and fellowships that we talked about mm-hmm. in the bio, just in case y'all didn't get it all down. Yeah. It was a lot of info, but yeah. I'm sure it was helpful. Yeah. So, and with that, we'll be back with right. the you should know. Right back. All right, y'all, we are back, and we are here with our last segment, Niggas You Should Know. And um, I'm going to start first. Uh, The nigga I think you should know, his name is Yaya Abdul-Mateen. He is an actor. You might have known him from Watchmen. He plays uh, Regina King's uh, husband in the show. I need oh. to finish it up, but it's it's actually super, super good. Um, he, If you also may know him, he was in The Get Down yes. um, on Netflix, which I love that show. I was so Me mad too. when it got cut off. But he played the um, one of the, the owners of the disco in that storyline. So, And also he's fine. He's very fine, mm-hmm. very tall, very chocolatey, square jaw, lovely beard. Depending on the role, he's fine. So um, he was born in New Orleans, um, Louisiana, to a Muslim father and a Christian mother, Mary. Um, and um, childhood, um, he was in the Magnolia Projects of New Orleans and then moved to Oakland, California, where he attended uh McCloman, excuse me high school <laughs> um but he's a smarty arty he went and on and graduated from the university of california berkeley with a degree in uh architecture and worked for the city planner in san francisco but um you know what he wanted to be an actor so he went back received right. his master's a fine arts degree at yale school of drama and then he had the nerve to get his first role in the get down on netflix in 2016 i'm like how's that your first giant like wow and maybe i want to be clear i think that might be his first tv role but from there it's he's been mm-hmm. i mean I seen him uh, finance and so many other things that he's going to be doing more. So, yeah, nigga, you should know Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Look him up. Uh, check out Watchmen. Um, I know we can't watch The Get Down anymore. It was so good. But, yeah, check out all of his work. He's definitely yeah. someone you will be seeing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will happily see his financing anything. Okay? Yes, mm-hmm. ma'am. We adore him. Mm-hmm. And he was also, like we were just talking about, in an mm-hmm. episode of Black Mirror. That oh, was yes. The most, I think, 
Everybody I talked to thought it was a little odd. It was yeah. a very odd episode. It was, really- it was the first episode of the last season they put out. So I watched mm-hmm. that too. Oh, it's yes. With, also, uh, he's a good actor. I, I, I am stressing how fine he is, but he also has talent beyond that. Yes. Yes, he of does. course. He's very talented. Mm-hmm. Young man. Yep. All right. So mine is, uh, God, I always butcher names. So sorry, because I have a very name that gets butchered too. So you think I'll be sensitive to this. Chinonye Chukwu. Mm-hmm. I think I said it right. Mm-hmm. So she is the first, a first in 2019, the first black woman to win the grand jury prize for U.S. dramatic entry at Sundance. Yay! Congratulations! I believe. The first black woman. Ain't that crazy? Come on, sis. Um, crazy. So she that won that last year yeah. for her film, Clemency. Mm. Um. It was a very jarring film, so Woo. I hear it starred Alfre Woodard. Come on. A queen. The legend. A true queen. Oh. Um, uh, as a prison warden, and mm. the movie was about death row. So she's a prison warden struggling with the emotional demands of her job, Woo. working with death row Ooh, That is a story. So it sounds very, very dramatic and heavy. Um, very uh, heavy, yes. Mm-hmm. Something I don't think I could watch. No, but we're going to support you, um, sis. So, yeah, I mean, shit, it stars Alfie Woodard. I'm game. Um, she broke a barrier by being the first black woman to win mm-hmm. the very, I think this is like the highest, one of the highest awards you can win at Sundance. Yeah. Her name sounds Nigerian. Forgive me if that's not correct. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it could sounds be. that way, yeah. Um, so she joins Desiree Akavan, Ryan Coogler, woo! Yeah. Deborah, somebody else, Damien, somebody else, um, <laughs> for winning this uh, this very prestigious award. She previously directed the 2012 drama Alaska Land mm-hmm. and has been directing short films since 2009. So, hey, it took her 10 years to get this prestigious win. Put so in guys, that work. Put in that work. Put in the work, y'all. Do time. Like, we've been, this is, must be the theme of the episode. Okay. Put in the work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Shout out to her. Congrats. Clemency is still seeking U.S. distribution. And um, I hear it was a very touching story. I believe it. Very important story. Yeah. And you guys should look out for that and look out for her because she's well on her way now. Congrats. Chinonye Chukwu. Yay. Congrats to her on that historic win, sis. I mean, up and coming directors. Yes. Oscars, make a list. Black female directors. I know there's a there. binder. And you better make that binder of women directors, yes. please. Add her name to the list. Please. Look out for Clemency and look out for her because I'm sure she will be putting out more bangers for mm-hmm. us. And with that, we have reached the end of a very informative episode. Y'all. Woo! Who am I though? <laughs> so look. <laughs> Don't ever say we ain't give y'all shit, okay? okay? Um, And follow us on the gram. Yes. And Twitter. I just tweeted something today because I do not ever use the Twitter, y'all. Out and I said in. I'm sorry for not using the Twitter, but I'm going to use the Twitter now. Yeah. So, guys. Hit us up on the Tinseltown T at Insta and Twitter and let us know what you think. Yeah. Give us a review. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. Stitcher. And I just noticed that we're on something, some other shit too. Listen, like, subscribe, review. You know, let us know what you want. Um, Also, we're on the period network, point blank period. Okay. Yes. It is out here highlighting women's voices, okay? It needs to be done because you can never do that enough. Listen to women while we on that, please, my lord. And listen to us (laughs) on all the things. Yes. Dang, I was going to try to show or tell y'all what other programs that we're on. 
Okay, so we're on something called Castbox. Okay, to... come on. I don't know. I just found that out. Today. Come on, Castbox. <laughs> so whatever Stitcher, you listen to, these shits. Are on. iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, maybe. You know, we're on all that. All of it. Listen to us. All right, y'all. Another good episode. Yeah. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.